0: Welcome to the Best of Home Design Chat with Nancy. I hope you enjoy this pre-recorded show. If you have any questions, you can always email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. Welcome to Home Design Chat with Nancy. Are you remodeling or building your dream home? We will chat about everything from the ceilings to the floors and everything in between. Any questions you might have can be emailed to me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. This podcast is being brought to you by Premier Lighting. And today is June 11th, another sunny day in Arizona. I don't know where the time is going. But Saeed Aslan, the owner of Alishan Fine Rugs in Scottsdale, has stopped by. Saeed, thank you so much for stopping by. I have a lot of questions for you today.
1: Thank you for having me, Nancy. It's my pleasure.
0: First, I want to have you tell our listeners what Alishan is.
1: We are a third-generation store here in Scottsdale, Arizona. We are located in Scottsdale Design Center, and we are the largest rug store in Arizona, and we claim to be the best, and hopefully you'll come in and find out.
0: Well, for the people who don't live in Scottsdale or for the ones who just can't stop by, maybe they live in New York... You can go on Saeed's website, alishan.com, and I'm going to spell that, A-L-Y-S-H-A-A-N. He's got a selection of rugs that will just knock your socks off. But we've talked about uh, rugs before, and I've done podcasts with him before, but I want to talk about taking care of your rug. There's a lot to know, and the expert would be Saeed. So where should we start?
1: Uh, we were talking about caring for the rugs. So the very, very first thing would be something that majority of the people uh, ignore doing, which is to rotate the rug. Um, most of the time, area rugs have heavy furniture on them, dining tables, big couches, things like that. So the tendency is to put a rug down and just leave it there forever and ever. And the very simple act of rotating them, once, even once a year, will literally double the life of the rug because it'll, it'll uh, distribute the wear and the fading areas um, into uh, two sides of the rug and will literally double the life of the rug.
0: I never thought about that. That's a good idea. So what happens if they have fringe on two sides? It really doesn't matter.
1: It doesn't matter. You just rotate it, literally just rotate it. Make it sit the other okay, way around. That's, a,
0: that's number one. I think everybody is capable of doing that. And, of course, if the rug is huge, they're going to need help, but they still should do it.
1: Yeah, and uh, it's even more important with a very large rug because that's when we really get lazy. The, the, The bigger the rug, the more furniture that it has on it, and the less the tendency to try and rotate it. But you don't want a big, huge rug because it's a bigger investment. It costs you more. Um, to tomorrow not be worthwhile because it had two main wear spots on it. Right. So you're really, really uh, better off uh, rotating a rug even if it's very large, especially when it's
0: very Well, you, know. you just said a large investment, and I know we've talked about this before, but these rugs, a lot of them go into the people's wills. They will them to their kids because they are an investment, they are expensive, and they do, um, I guess... Um, they're worth more as time goes on,
1: maybe? Um, Definitely, um, they can be worth more. The biggest thing to remember about that is a lot of times rug merchants will communicate that rugs are a great investment. If you buy them now in 20, 30, 40 years, you'll double your money and things like that. Don't fall for that. That will never happen. Rugs are never a vehicle of investments. The reason, in my opinion, why they are a magnificent investment is because you will sit on them, your dog will drag dirt on them, you'll walk on it, and, and maybe for your next generation, the fact that they, they may be worth more 50 or 100 years from now than, than the day you bought them, after taking all that abuse, after serving you like that, that alone makes them a magnificent investment. What lasts that long these days? And then the heirloom aspect of them is not just that they may be a far greater value 100 years from now, but the fact that they'll be a memory for your entire family. They'll be part of your pictures and And part of your, they literally are a magnificent uh, airroom.
0: Well, and additionally, you can have them custom-made, so they could be your design.
1: Definitely. We probably have, if I may say so, we probably have the best custom rug program in the entire country. We have our own graphic designers. We have our own looms. We have incredible software that helps design and do material estimation and stuff. And then the rug is made the old-fashioned way but we do a magnificent job of custom rugs. We have taken uh, clients' uh, sketches and converted them into rugs, or they've taken a picture from a client and they say, add this, take that out, whatever, and we have 1,200 colors to choose from. So if you have the patience, it is quite a magnificent way to create your own personal masterpiece that nobody else will ever have.
0: You know, there are people who pass down Afghans that their grandmothers and their great-grandmothers made, and they feel so proud about that. Can you imagine passing down an actual rug that your great-grandmother has designed and made, and it's in pictures, and there's no one else who has one like that? But I'm digressing. we got to go back to cleaning the rug. So what's next?
1: Number one thing is to get them clean when they're needed and get them cleaned properly by saying when they're needed. A rule of thumb may be to get a rug cleaned every five years. The reason why that rule of thumb doesn't work is that you may have a rug in your living room that looks perfectly okay 15 years from now because nobody's walked on it much. Well, then don't worry about it. it, it no, it's not required to be cleaned every five years. And you may have a rug in the entry or the kitchen or one of the high traffic areas like a family room that requires, that looks like it needs cleaning every three years. So let your eye be the judge. When the rug looks like it needs cleaning, get it cleaned. Don't wait. And if it doesn't look like it needs cleaning, don't clean it excessively. That's not a good thing to do. Um, and the other thing is how to get them clean. They must, if, if they're handmade rugs made out of wool and uh, other high end materials like silk, they must be cleaned by an expert. Our company specializes in rug cleaning, and there are other companies in town that do a wonderful job, like Mo Oriental Rugs, and even McFarland's does a very good job. Um, but we have our facility, we do a wonderful job of cleaning rugs, and so just, just make sure you get them cleaned at the time they need cleaning and the right way.
0: Well, you said uh, if it's in a tri- uh, high-traffic area to get them cleaned about every three years. But how do you know... When they're ready to be cleaned. Say it's a dark color and you have a dog with dark hair. You know It's not going to show or the uh, grime from people's shoes aren't going to show as much. So how do you know?
1: You're very right that on the dark colors they won't show as well but still your eye will be able to tell. The fringe will look dirty and normally the rugs have a whole bunch of 10-15 colors blended in so you'll still be able to tell. The pile starts to mat down a bit because it is soiled and even on, on dark colors the soil does start to show. So again let your eye be the judge you will be able to see that it doesn't look as when as good as it did when it was new so is it
0: possible to clean it too much
1: it is because there is a minor efficacy to cleaning anything you, whether you dry clean a blouse or wash a pair of pants or wash a rug there is a minor efficacy to it so the very best thing is to try and create a balance between not Cleaning it too often and not cleaning it when it, when it's needed. So if
0: it was me, I would ask you, what do you think of my rug? I mean, I'd probably ask an expert. Yeah, and hopefully get a good answer. And I think,
1: again, your eye is the best judge in this matter. When it looks dirty to you, when it doesn't look the way it did, when it was new, get it clean.
0: So say I had a rug that was worth a lot of money and I want to take care of it, but somebody spilled something on it or uh, somebody's baby um, had a little accident on it. Can I take an over-the-counter spot cleaner and... Clean
1: the rug? No, never. That is the single biggest mistake because the majority of the high end handmade rugs are made out of a good grade of wool. And if they are made from a good grade of wool, then that means that they have these oils, that like lanolins, in them, which are uh, sort of like a nature's scotch guard. So um, you basically want to, the very first thing you want to do is to blot the spill out. Just paper towels are your best friend. Um, Does that include
0: red wine or white wine?
1: Yeah, anything. anything? You want to first okay. blot it out, whether it's a dog urine or whether it's a baby throwing up or whether it's red wine, white wine, any anything whatsoever, blot it out. Okay. That's your number one friend, blot it out. If you really want to do it perfectly, after you blot it out, don't do anything else and call an expert like us and have the rug washed. If it's a major spill, you should definitely and do that.
0: Can those people come into the house and clean that area, or do they have to take <coughs> the rug to their cleaning
1: facility um they if they come to the house and clean that area or clean the whole rug they're doing it the wrong way so anybody who offers to clean your good handmade hand-knotted area rugs in your home is guaranteed doing it the wrong way they have to be taken to a facility i'll give you an example Even
0: for a little spot
1: yeah it's it's uh, the thing is you can do spot cleaning a bit at home by after you blot it out if you don't want to send it out to be cleaned uh, in most cases you can spray water on it and blot it out and help the uh, the water helps you grab the rest of the stain uh, but don't rub, just blot. Blotting is your best friend. And when you get it wet, make sure you've dried it. Always use cold water and cold air. Uh, so you can even use a hairdryer on cold air after you've gotten it wet from cleaning or wet by accident by spilling a glass of water. Just make sure that you dry it. Uh, but more than that, don't use chemicals, don't use uh, spot cleaners. Some other things that have helped uh, uh, from time to time, uh, club soda has helped on certain things, or if your dog has an accident on it, uh, white vinegar has a, a ability to break down those enzymes. But you want to make sure vinegar is a double-edged sword because it has a lot of acidity in it. So first of all, you want to make sure you dilute it with the water.
0: What, um, what part? Is it one-to-one? At, or? at
1: least. I would say 3 to 1, 4 to 1. But after using diluted vinegar, you want to make sure that after that you use just water blot, water blot, just so that there's no vinegar so left in So you should spray
0: the water on, don't pour it on. Exactly.
1: Spraying always helps, just a simple uh, ironing board spray. Yeah. So, And your very best bet if you have a major spill is blot it out, but then call an expert and have uh, somebody like us clean uh, them for you. So
0: it. the best thing is to keep the kids and the dogs off the rug.
1: <laughs> I actually disagree with you. Um, it would make my life a lot easier if we didn't use the rugs, uh, you know, didn't put them through a lot of use. Um, and, you know, we guarantee rugs for life here at Alishan. So it would be much better for us if you kept, kept the dog and the kids off the rug, But, you know, the rug is there to serve us, not the other way around. So my true opinion is that if you're buying a rug, that you need to keep your family off the rug, that you keep your loving pets off the rug, then you bought the wrong rug for the wrong area. So what you want to do is to make sure that you have the right material and the right type of rug for the right area. You know, if you have a silk rug in the family room, and you, need, you will need to keep your dog and your children off of it, but then you bought the wrong material for your family room. So make sure that you have a wool rug or wool with silk highlights but not an entire silk or artificial rug in the family area. So just make sure you're dealing with an expert and make sure you have the right type of rug in the right area. If you have a silk rug in the, fam- in the living room, it'll do great, but a silk rug in the family room probably won't do.
0: Right. Be. Well, that's why it's so important when you're buying a rug to have all of those parameters. Go talk to uh, Saeed or Josh at Alishan. Tell them where you need the rug, how what you're going to use it for, and how many people are in the house, and what kind of traffic you expect. And I think that would help have your rug a longer life. Give your rug Definitely.
1: In fact, we at Alishan have cost ourselves business by simply telling clients a lot of times that, hey, this rug you're, you're in love with is not going to be a good rug for your family room or for the application that you have in mind. So whether it is Alishan or any other rug merchant, just make sure you're dealing with somebody that is you know, very honest with you on the proper materials and not just wanting to sell you a rug. And oh, my then words exactly.
0: Care, you know? I was just going to say that. <laughs> hey, talking about um, rugs, and I think every rug should have the proper light so that you can get the full effect of the colors. Uh, If you need help with picking out the lighting for your home, I suggest you go to shoppremier.com. They have experts in the field of lighting, and they're all consultants who are willing to go to your house and help you out. So I would say go to shoppremier.com, give them a call, ask them if you can have one of the consultants stop by your house and kind of give you help on where the lights would be better in your home, changing lights, changing to LEDs, or maybe... um, adding chandeliers, you know, you can change the look of the house and the rug by the lights. So, back to uh, Saeed about rugs and cleaning. I see a picture of a vacuum cleaner. Do I need a special vacuum to clean my rug?
1: Yeah, I'm glad you asked because that was the one thing I wanted to make sure we cover. Um you actually want to avoid the very special vacuum cleaners to clean your drugs. And what I mean by that is I have a Dyson that cost a, an arm an and a leg, and it is wonderful to vacuum the wall-to-wall carpet and the hard, hard surfaces with. But, you do, but it has just simply too much suction uh, because of its cyclone technology. And for any kind of area rugs, it just sucks up so much material that the deterioration of your rug is accelerated many, many times. So what you want to do is, uh, ironically, a cheap $70, $100 vacuum is a lot better than a $1,200 Dyson. So in this case,
0: less suction is better.
1: Yes. So you want suction but not extreme suction. And also the other thing you want to avoid is a lot of uh, vacuum cleaners have a beater, a beater bar. bar. Yeah. And so you want to make sure that you either turn it off or have it on a higher Setting. Basically, you want suction but not scraping, and you don't want extreme suction. Regular suction, not scraping, and avoid vacuuming the fringe. Also, you will read, if you go online and read instructions on uh, vacuuming a rug, they almost all of them say only go with the nap, not go against the nap. I would like to hand a vacuum to that person and show me how you go only with the nap. Well, I was going to say, if nap. you're
0: rotating <laughs> the rug, now you've got the nap in the... Yes,
1: yeah, but plan. either way you're gonna go back and forth with sure. the vacuum. So don't worry about that stuff. All you gotta do is, if the dirt goes in, they, they ask you that because a lot of times when you're going against the nap, the dirt has a tendency to go through the rug. And it's much simpler to just once every three, four times that you're vacuuming, move the rug and vacuum under it uh, on the floor or the no. pad for the well, dust that has gone Would it help to through. go
0: back and forth but then go perpendicular to that back and forth so that you're cross-hatching, doing it this way and then this way? Just
1: vacuum anywhere that you would normally just vacuum. Just vacuum, period. Yeah. yeah just, just keep
0: the rug clean.
1: Avoid the fringe. And don't use a beater bar. And other than that, don't worry too too much about that the rest.
0: Okay. Well, what about the padding that's under the rug? Is that a necessary thing? You know, majority of
1: the time, um, it is not like you're going to hurt the rug in the next ten years if you didn't have padding under it. Uh, we used to sell the padding separately and. And uh, we even started to literally, wherever we can, try and even give the padding if we can um, um, in small rugs, just simply to encourage people to have a pad with the rug because it just uh, enhances the experience. It creates a cushiony feeling um, under your feet. It also helps uh, the rug from being, you know, hitting against a hard surface. So it helps in the long term over decades. It helps the life of the rug. And so it also keeps uh, So I can slipping. see that,
0: sorry to interrupt, but mm-hmm. so if you had a concrete floor, then having the pad under there would Will help. help the backing Definitely. last longer? Definitely. Well, that makes sense.
1: And it'll also, you know, sometimes you may have a very large rug, but you may slip on the one corner of it. You so know, it does so
0: help to, uh, yeah. the, for non skid.
1: Exactly. So oh, it's a so safety thing also. So
0: people who don't have ru- uh, the padding for their rug should go get one.
1: Yeah. I would definitely. And uh, we we have uh, one of the best pads in the industry. So do other dealers in town. Um, there are these l- light, thin, waffle-type pads with a bunch of holes in them. Those will drive you nuts. They bunch up under the rug.
0: Oh, oh yeah, so I know you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So just well, get should, a real good should, pad. should the
0: padding be extra thick? You know how some people, when they buy rugs, they go, well, do you want the extra thick padding or do you want the skinny padding? Does it really matter?
1: You know, in my experience, those extra thick, extra thick padding are a pain in the neck. They, they wear out very easily. And Tell us what you really think. <laughs> <laughs> and the very, very thin ones are like those waffle ones that I just described, and they bunch up and they're not very good. The good pad, which most of the fine drug stores in town have, including Alishan, is this, uh, it's like a quarter-inch uh, pad that is very, very dense. And it has a, a rougher surface on one side which goes towards the area rug and a more smooth surface on the other side which goes towards the floor. And uh, it's uh, called Dura Hold and has a couple other brands also that uh, have a similar quality. And so getting a good quality pad um, is definitely a good idea. in my Wow.
0: Opinion. I hope everybody uh, took notes because this is important. And I would think for any rug, uh, these cleaning tips are important. But I want to talk one more thing about rugs, and that would be hanging your gorgeous rug on the wall. Do you suggest that?
1: Definitely, yes. If the, the, the biggest thing with that is if the design is appropriate. You know, I mean, um, a lot of rugs have a very pictorial, one-sided design. So those are absolutely magnificent on the wall. Some rugs are literally pictorial. They literally have a scene like tree of life or a hunting scene. Those mm-hmm. are very good examples of that. And they look absolutely beautiful. The thing you want to make sure of is that, um, you have somebody like us, and again, there are other people in town who do this also, but you somebody like us, an expert, um, set up a proper entire, uh, we like we saw a sleeve on the back of the rug and put a metal rug oh, that through that how you sleeve. hang it up? That's the best way. The way that you see in our store or other stores where we have clips on the rugs, mm-hmm. that's a horrible way to hang them. The reason why we take the liberty of doing that is because we'll change the rugs and other dealers will change the rugs constantly. So those clips are okay for a short term. But when you hang a rug in home, it'll probably be there for years and years to come. So hanging them with clips or hanging them with nails definitely I was going to say that. Do you static. think people
0: actually nail them to the wall? Yes,
1: they do. They do? It hurts my heart to see that.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Shame on them. I have I not said that would be a good idea. Oh.
1: And then one other thing is that dampness in Arizona. We have to worry about it less. But in other parts of the country... Water is the rug's best friend because it's cleaned with water, and that's the best way to clean it. But water will dissolve almost anything on earth, and so leaving a rug wet is a bad idea. If you get it wet by accident or by intentionally by cleaning, just make sure that you've dried the rug after that. And one word of caution with that is a lot of times you feel the top of the rug, and it's dry, but the bottom was wet. So, make sure that it's wet from both sides. So,
0: then is there a chance of mildew growing on the bottom? I would yes. think. Yes. Yeah.
1: Water will, do, before the mildew even, it'll destabilize the dyes. And once the dyes are destabilized, then they'll never be the same. Okay. So, you just want to make sure water won't hurt the rug if it is color fast. We guarantee them to be color fast, but uh, you want to make sure you don't uh, leave them wet.
0: The only time I can think of a rug being in a damp area, and this may be silly, but Do people ever put their rugs outside on the patio?
1: Um, The handmade rugs can be put on the patio on rare occasions where a lot of patios are covered and the elements like rain and sun are not directly hitting the rug. The life of the rug outside will still be reduced. If a rug will last you 100 years indoors, it will probably only last 20 or 25 outdoors. So you don't want to have a very expensive rug outside. And then if there are elements like sun and rain, that may uh, hit the rug at one time or another. You're better off not buying a rug from places like Alishan. You're better off buying an outdoor rug.
0: Yeah, and I was going to say, if it's outside, and if you're in Arizona, you're going to get constant dust and dirt. So that means you have to vacuum it more, so you're going to wear out the rug. Don't put your beautiful rug outside. That's just bottom line, I would say, right?
1: Most, yes. Yes. Yes, definitely. And you're better off with an outdoor rug for outside than you are in one of ours.
0: Yeah, something you can hose down.
1: Yeah, in fact, we have clients coming to buy rugs from us to put outside, and we talk them out of it and just simply because that's not a good application for that.
0: Wow. Our time is up. It goes quickly, and we're going to have you back because I want to talk about custom-made rugs with special designs. And that would be for next time. (laughs) Wonderful. But in the meantime, I want to thank everybody for listening and joining us in this wonderful conversation. I hope they learned a lot about how to take care of their rugs. Saeed, thank you so much for stopping by. My
1: pleasure, Nancy, as always.
0: And everybody have a great day.